Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the Adaptive Shifter. This is part of our archetype overview series covering all the archetypes, and right now we're on the Shifter archetypes. Boy, did we spend a lot of time ragging on the Shifter. Well, us and a lot of the community did. It was very poorly received overall. By a lot of the community, I think you mean everyone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they locked down the forums at some point, but I say that as if it's not a common occurrence. Oh, I was there enjoying watching it burn. I, I didn't contribute to the flames in any way, because uh, I'm smarter than that. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not an intelligent man, but I was smart enough not to do that. But boy, was it fun to watch. Sipping back a drink, just watching the town burn down. I think, see, it was every other post was something negative about the shifter. And then every other post after that was a Paizo community representative saying, yo, everybody relax. And I don't think relaxing ever really happened. No, just woeful, painful, and very purposeful forgetting. <laughs> Thankfully, it seems that Paizo listened and gave us a little bit of a treat for the shifter. Though this is definitely not an unchained shifter, the adaptive shifter makes huge trackless strides into making the shifter a more viable, <laughs> a more interesting, and a more powerful class overall. I was I can't tell you how afraid I was that you were gonna have like maybe two or three more of those <laughs> in that one. <laughs> the sentence. shifter doesn't have enough mechanics for me to do that. <laughs> okay. So we'll get right into it. At level one, you get a slight alter to your shifter's claws ability. When you activate your shifter claws in your natural form, so you're a person and not currently an animal, an adaptive shifter can instead manifest a single bite attack that deals bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage, a gore attack that deals piercing damage, or a tail slap that deals bludgeoning damage. This otherwise deals damage like the shifter's claws. So right there, we already have a straight upgrade. The shifter's claws initially could only do slashing damage, and they could only ever be claws. Now if you transform into something with claws, well you can then change your claws into a horn, or into a tail slap, and get more natural attacks. Are these all primary natural attacks? It doesn't say, and I believe the shifter's claws are primary natural attacks, so I would think they're primary. And uh, so what's the point of this? Just a variety of damage dice and types of damage? Because you're not getting extra attacks, right? Well, something that we talked about was, what if I'm a catfolk that gets claw attacks? My shifter's claws are useless. Uh, well, now, if you're a catfolk with claws, you can instead have a tail slap, or you can have a bite attack, or a gore attack, and now you have three natural attacks at level one. Well, I don't get three. It says or. I have to pick one at a time. But you still have normal claws as a catfolk. Right, right. Cool. All right. Adaptive claws. Straight up upgrade. Great. Next, we are getting reactive aspect. This is going to replace the aspects in total. So basically that whole big list of aspects and animals and the bonuses they give you, they're gone. You don't get aspect, chimeric aspect, greater chimeric aspect, or final aspect. So you actually lose your capstone in a sense. Instead, you get reactive aspect. You gain the ability to change parts of your body to avoid harm, gain a physical advantage, or overcome an obstacle. You could do so a number of times per day, equal to three, plus your shifter level, plus your wisdom modifier. Oh, good. Yeah, level. that's actually a really nice scaling. So at level one, you're sitting there already at like five to seven activations of this. When you activate this ability, either as an immediate action or a swift action, an adaptive shifter gains the benefits of one of your reactive forms until the beginning of your next turn. You can only assume one form at a time until you reach level 9. Once you hit level 9, you can have two forms activated at once, and at level 14, you can have up to three forms activated at once. 
at level 20, you automatically learn all reactive forms and double your effective wisdom modifier for calculating your uses of this ability per day. So this doesn't mean a lot without knowing exactly what reactive forms are, but this is going back to what I actually asked for and something that I was hoping the shifter did when it was first announced, and that is kind of like combat tricks. You get quick combat tricks where you temporarily transform partially into an animal and get those abilities. Obviously, we're about to get into reactive forms, but talking just about this for a second, I think the leveling is amazing. I think it's pretty interesting that at level 20, they just said, you know what, double that wisdom modifier. It's like a small note, but I think a well yeah, one. 23 plus your wisdom modifier wasn't enough at level 20. Now it's 23 plus double your wisdom modifier. A real thing. And the way it levels up with you so you can assume more at once is really cool. But let's talk about why that's cool. It is amazing, and you'll find out just why now when we talk about reactive form. Still here at level one, an adaptive shifter learns two reactive forms from a list. And at second level and every two levels thereafter, you learn an additional reactive forms. So these forms last until the beginning of your next turn, except some of them. Some of them are called lasting forms. They're denoted in the list. They have a little asterisk next to them, and you can spend two uses of reactive form to make them last one minute. So why don't we go over them? Adaptive defense. When assuming this form, you choose one saving throw and gain a competence bonus equal to your wisdom modifier. Competence bonus, I think, is not something you'll often get to a saving throw, so I don't see it not stacking. Pretty yeah. Assuming that you have some wisdom, this is going to be a real good. And this is where we're talking about the power of reactive aspect. I'm not sure how much I'm going to choose adaptive defense using reactive form, but as an immediate action, when I'm called to make a reflex save, I would love to go, okay, adaptive defense. I'm adding my modifier to my my. This raises the question. Typically, you're not allowed to add the same ability modifier to anything twice. So I don't know if you technically get double your wisdom modifier if you choose will saves. I wish they had called that one out. That's a good point. For me as a GM, I would say it does. <laughs> this class is weak enough. Please just just do it. <laughs> <laughs> just give it to me. Next is aligned adaptation. This is a lasting form, so you could spend two uses and it lasts for a full minute. When you assume this form, the adaptive shifter chooses one alignment within one step of their own. All spells, effects, and magic items affect the adaptive shifter as though that were their actual alignment. If you are at least level 10, your natural weapon attacks overcome damage reduction as if they were weapons of the alignment you are assuming. This is really good. Alignment-based DRs become a factor. Alignment-based spells become a factor at higher levels. This is a very good option if you're in any campaign with outsiders in general Mm -hmm. yeah aside from outsiders though i don't often see sort of this even dr but especially not spells that will only affect you with certain alignments this makes a true neutral shifter quite powerful because they could assume any of the four alignment aspects druidic classes are typically more centered they're usually pushed toward neutral so that could be a very very powerful option Aquatic form, the adaptive shifter gains a swim speed equal to her base speed, and she can breathe underwater. Awesome. This is the this is the fantasy, right? I'm a shifter. All of a sudden, it's like, well, I need to swim right now. Boom. I got I got gills. I'm ready. I'm swimming now. My, my, I got webbed hands. I'm from, oh, what was that movie we watched? Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. This is a good movie. What did we watch that for? It was the Gilman, right? Oh, uh, it was the Gilman, yes. Oh, <laughs> good use of our time. Uh, <laughs> uh, while maybe not the most powerful thing in the world... 
definitely very flavorful. This is what I wanted. For this is family. a lasting form, so it can last up to a minute. Similar to aquatic form, there is climbing form. This can last up to a minute, and the adaptive shifter gains a climb speed equal to their base speed. I have the same thoughts about this one as exactly, aquatic. Yep. It, it's really fitting exactly what we thought the shifter would do. It's finally doing the things we thought it would do. It's shifting into other things. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly animals than getting their abilities. Durable form. You gain DR5 adamantine. This will increase by one for every two levels beyond eighth. You have to be eighth level to select this. It's not a lasting form, unfortunately, so it's only for one turn you're getting this at a time. But since you're going to have so many uses of this form, if you're against an enemy that attacks multiple times, this can save you a lot of health. But reactive aspect is just so gosh darn good. That at any point, I just want to go, oh, DR5 on this attack real quick. I just want to be better than the Barbarian real quick. If I could do that, please. <laughs> just right quick. Just for a second. He, he won't notice. There is evasive form. This is a lasting form. You gain the compression ability and a plus four dodge bonus to your CMD against grapple combat maneuvers and a competence bonus equal to your wisdom modifier on escape artist checks. I'm going to turn to a snake. I'm going to slide under the door. Oh, I just love your, the idea of like, now I'm like a jello person. <laughs> what are you doing? Wait, are you like squishing them? This is weird. <laughs> Form of jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> just you slop. Slop. Oh, please don't. Please transform into anything else. I can't stand that sound. Slop. Slop. Oh, your move speed's like negative one. Please stop. You're embarrassing everybody. Slop. <laughs> stop stop stinging sting people. No, <laughs> stop away. stinging people, then offering to pee on them to make it better. It's a wise still. It doesn't <laughs> even work. People back in Fantasy World didn't know that. Giant form. This is a lasting form. The adaptive shifter increases in size as per enlarge person spell. You can assume this form only as a swift action. I like how they say only as a swift action, as if that's not yeah. the best thing ever. Yeah, swift action. What a. Are they trying to say that? It's not going to last a full round. It's only when you're using reactive aspects. No, you just can't use it as an immediate action. So you can't, you, something uh, can't be coming okay. towards you and be like, I'm big now. This one is okay. absolutely insane. So you're telling me at level one, I could be like a cat folk with two claws attacks and an extra natural attack. I can, as a swift action, become enlarged, increasing all their damage dice and making my melee attacks hurt more and take a full round three attack action. Boy, howdy, is this insanely powerful. The only other class I could do this at the moment is Blood Rager, and that's with one specific bloodline. You could do this as any type of adaptive shifter that you want. This is like the bread and butter. This is, you're going to see this a lot. Trust me. This is like power gamey. It's powerful and it's really cool. Next is resistant form. This is a lasting form. When you assume this form, you choose acid, cold, electricity, fire, or sonic damage. You gain resistance to that chosen type equal to five plus half your level. You can learn resistant form a second time, increasing the resistance granted to 10 plus your level. Versatility. Hey, we're fighting a fire dragon. Bam, fire. Hey, we got surprised by our fire dragon. Bam, immediate action fire. Christian, I can't get over how awesome these are because of reactive aspect. Things that are niche now become exceedingly powerful and you're not afraid to take them anymore. I love it. It's not even niche. It's covering all the possible bases. We already have potentially DR5 adamantine. Now we have the potential option of getting resistance to any energy type we want. Okay, so you don't come at me with negative energy. The adaptive shifter can overcome whatever you throw at them. Oh, you, you're going to hit them with a spell that requires a saving throw? Well, guess what? They're going to use the defense thing and bump their saving throw up. This is making, like, if you add these together, a high-level shifter is ready for anything. And the idea that you're... Gosh darn capstone just goes, you know what? 
you can have them all. <laughs> it's amazing. We have to talk about the capstone now because it's like fitted into this ability, but it's just, I love it. Next is restoring form. You regain 1d8 hit points for every four levels you have. The number of hit points you regain increase by 1d8. You can assume this form only as a swift action. Well, there had to be a stinker somewhere in here. <laughs> this is absolutely horrible. Never pick this one, please. A Christian level four can heal for 2d8 as a, as a swift wow. action. Wow. It's almost like you're a paladin. Oh, I've rolled two ones. Oh. So then at level seven, you're still only healing 2d8. An average of nine health. Ooh. All right, I only picked this one at level 20. There is scouting form. This is a lasting form. The shifter gains a competence bonus equal to their wisdom modifier on stealth checks. And she gains the benefits of the shifter's trackless step ability. This is important. Later trackless step is replaced by something else. At 12th level, you can use stealth to hide even if you do not have cover or concealment. Uh, a rogue? You can stuff it. Okay, <laughs> the shifter can do what you do now. Sensory form, this is a lasting form. The adaptive shifter gains low light, vision, and scent. She can learn this form a second time to also gain dark vision to 60 feet. And a competence bonus on, Christian, are you ready? Perception checks equal to her wisdom modifier. I guess it is letting you add your ability score twice because perception explicitly scales off of wisdom. Wow, this is, again, oh, something turned invisible? Oh, I got scent now. You can't stop me. Try again, GM. You can't stop. <laughs> what an adversarial GM you're playing with. Uh, I've outwitted you. I was just trying to give you a, a fun... I was just trying to make this encounter fun for you. Well, guess what? I'm circumventing your fun. <laughs> I'm going to win this competitive win. game. Christian wins. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just playing some role-playing games. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Pathfinder Academy, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Trailblazers? Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where you can see many of the concepts addressed in this show come to life. Season 2 of Trailblazers has been great so far, and I especially like that you can get into it without any prior knowledge of Season 1. It's definitely a fun adventure, especially if you like mysteries and a dash of cyberpunk with your fantasy. If high fantasy is more your style, then consider giving Season 1 a listen. You can find Trailblazers on iTunes. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen as well, so go to our site tblazer.net for a complete list of the ways that you can listen. So go ahead, grab some dice, and join us. All right, Christian, you come across an obviously important character to the plot. What do you do? I immediately shoot him in the face. Ugh, Christian. There is Sky Hunter form. This is a lasting form. The adaptive shifter gains a fly speed equal to their base speed with average maneuverability. You must be at least level 6 to select this form. That's still earlier than what most people get flight at. You can learn this a second time, increasing your fly speed by 20 feet and improving your maneuverability to good. Uh, one minute fly speed at level 6 as a swift action? Yeah. Picking this also makes fly a class skill. For Whenever you have a fly speed, you treat fly as a class skill. Sweet. It's like a hidden little bonus there. And, heck, you can even use it as an immediate action. You can never fall over again. Who needs feather fall when I have <laughs> feather wings? Spiked form. You grow spines over your body. Any foe striking you with an unarmed strike or melee natural weapon takes piercing damage equal to the base damage of your shifter claws, which will ignore any damage reduction your claws would normally ignore. You can learn this a second time and allow you to fling your spines as thrown natural weapons that deal piercing damage. Have a range increment of 30 feet and allow you to make multiple attacks with your spines as part of a full attack 
These otherwise deal damage and overcome damage reduction as her shifter claws. A uh, pretty amazing. Now that's just is that strength or dex for a thrown weapon? It's dex to hit, but it says it deals damage as your claws, so it should be putting strength to damage. Okay, so you're still having the same sort of problems we have with thrown weapons, but still pretty cool. It gives you a natural range attack, which guess what? There's not many of that. That's sort of like had to be invented for this. Specifically states that they can make multiple attacks so you can full round attack from far away. It's probably going to take a hit to your two hit bonus but you can deal full damage and it's almost like having pounce but you're far away. It's like having a bow. It's like turning your body into a bow and arrow. I mean that's how bows work. Bows have dex to hit strength to damage. Sprinting form. This is a lasting form. Oh, the no. adaptive shifter's base speed increases by 20 feet. This is your favorite form, right? It's okay. I, I like it. Mr. Move Speed over here? Why do you here? think I'm Mr. Move Speed? Uh, because during our entire race overview series, you hated every time the move <gasps> was bad. You're right. Now I can pick Dwarf, and I can pick Halfling, and I don't have to worry about their <laughs> terrible speed. You switch so fast. <laughs> Oreads are viable now. And lastly is stretching form. Your reach with natural weapons increases by five feet. I like how a lot of this stuff is modifying your natural weapons. This is what we were talking about earlier, especially because it's replacing all the different, you know, normal shifter forms. Uh, you're going to need it. What? Forget spiked form. I don't need to throw my spines at people. I can just take stretching form and become a large creature and then take the lunge feet. I have a reach oh, of wow. like 20, 25 feet. <laughs> you just stand in the middle of the battlefield. Everyone's within uh, a threat square. <laughs> so, wow, these are really good with the exception of the healing one. Every single one of these are viable and powerful options. Maybe the compression one's a little niche, but the wow. This was an amazing list. Yeah. Is there anything here that you, you wish was added, though? Is there missing something? It has the natural attacks. It has the, all the different move speeds, aside from maybe burrow. No burrow. Scent, most of the stuff you're getting from animals, you're getting in here. Is there anything you get from animals that you're not really getting? Well, I know in I know. mechanical terms, you get nothing that interacts with your critical threat range, which I thought would be interesting if you could get, like, one that is only a swift action but increases your crit range or crit multiplier. Nothing really increasing your AC. What's funny is that they they made lasting forms like the outlier and then the ones that are only swift actions, the normal ones, but there's only like three that aren't lasting forms. <laughs> yeah. Well, Christian, I think I can pretty confidently say you have your class identity at level one. Oh uh, yeah, that everything we just went over, level one. You can only pick two of those forms, but I think you can carve out your own identity with just two. So this becomes a little bit of a build a class. You can build your own classes, you level up. And I always like classes that you could play them twice and play them completely differently. It could be almost an entirely different class. Don't underestimate how many forms you're getting. You're getting two at level one, and then at second level, you get a, th a third one. And then it's every two levels thereafter. It's not just every other level. That little note that only really you know, takes effect in the first two levels is really cool. That means at level two, you have three. That's really, really good. If at level one, I only had one of these, and then, level, and then I had to wait to level three to get a second, it would feel really bad. So the next thing you get is at level five. This is going to replace Wild Empathy, Track, Woodland Stride, and Trackless Step, aka every class ability that I hate and think is not a real <laughs> class ability. So this is called Lasting Adaptation. You could spend one minute willing your body to adapt in a more enduring way. At the end of the minute, you expend two uses of your reactive aspect and select one lasting form that you know. 
You assume this form and can maintain it until you regain your daily uses of your abilities again or you use this ability again. This adaptation does not count against the maximum number of forms you can assume at once, so you can have one form active but still use other ones without losing access to this form. Oh, it's amazing! You can select a form that has a minimum level only if your character level is at least three higher. So you can't say lasting adapt the flight one until you are level nine because that requires you to be level six. At level nine and after permanent mm-hmm. wings. Oh. <laughs> at 15th level, the adaptive shifter can maintain up to two lasting adaptations simultaneously, ah! spending an additional minute and two uses of the reactive aspect each time you assume a new adaptation. So that limit we had before where you can only have one adaptation until level nine, well, now you can have two. And then at level 9, now technically you can have 3. Level 14, I think it was, you can have 4, and then you can have 5. So you could actually have 5 of these forms active at once. Can you uh, explain to me what this is talking about here, about spending an additional minute? Is that for doing this, you know, for the first time of the day, or is this every time you're going to take some new aspects? So let's say level 15, you know, I chose to keep wings all day using lasting adaptation and also the swim one, then are you saying I have to spend an additional minute to use my reactive aspect? Like I can no longer do the immediate and swift actions? No, you can still do it. This is almost entirely separate from your immediate and swift actions. You're just picking two lasting forms and they're basically going to last all day and they don't count against the ones you normally use. Just in order to activate it, you have to meditate for a minute and you have to spend two uses of reactive aspect okay so that's just to start yep. that i i was confused it seemed to me that it was saying oh every time you want to take a new form now it, it takes two minutes to do only it. if you want to switch your lasting one the one that lasts all day if you want to change that gotcha, one that's gotcha. going to cost more so you were replacing oh, absolutely oh but you can change you it. can yeah you don't have to if you chose flight at the beginning of the day and you want to switch it to the energy resistance one you can Are do you that sure about that you assume this form and can maintain it until you regain your daily uses or you use this ability again uh, okay So you take all that useless, garbage, non-class abilities and replace it with something real. Fill that void with feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is so good, Christian. I can't even. So we got one more ability. This is at level six, and the adaptive shifter gets unfettered wild shape. It's unfettered. An adaptive shifter gains the ability to turn into other creatures. This functions as the druid's wild shape ability, except you can't turn into an elemental. Your effective druid level is equal to your shifter level. You can use this ability for a number of hours per day equal to half your effective druid level. This doesn't need to be consecutive, but must be spent in one hour increments. For abilities that function based on your uses of wild shape, each hour of unfettered wild shape counts as a use. This replaces your normal wild shape, which was much worse than this. And this is, they made the shifter shift. The absolute madmen. They did it. (laughs) So this is just a straight upgrade. Your wild shape before was restrictive. It didn't last very long. You got like one hour, maybe. And it. this is just addressing one of the major points that people had about shifter. Wait, so what's the druid's normal limit? So the druid typically at level four can do it once per day. At level six can do it twice per day for an hour. Uh, level eight could do it three times per day. So basically this is saying you can do this for a number of hours equal to half your level. So at level six, you can do this three times per day 
or for three hours per day, I should say. Hmm. Okay. So so it's actually a little bit better duration. Duration wise, wise, yes. What you need to consider with your GM, though, is that this isn't literally wild shape. So you have to ask them if it's okay if you take feats and items that work with wild shape because they didn't explicitly state. They said that abilities that function, but I think that verbiage is kind of vague. And there's some things where you'd be like, oh, well, can I take... Can I technically take wild speech with this because it's a feat? Not sure. Yeah, but the feats usually are the things that function based on uses of wild shape. I don't know what else would. Nothing else does. So it's got to be okay for Just check it with your GM. If you're going like super rules lawyery reading as written, so there are some abilities that might look like they don't count for this. Yeah, I think it's dumb. Your GM's dumb if he does that. Yeah, revolt against your GM. Start a revolution. Otherwise, there'd be no reason for that ability function thing. So that's it. That's the reactive shifter, a.k.a. the real shifter. <laughs> well, Christian, what did you think? I will probably still never play one, but I don't hate it anymore. <laughs> I mean, like I said, this is just powerful. It took a lot of our complaints about Shifter. It actually did exactly what I wanted the Shifter to do. I think if you rewind back to the beginning of our Shifter episode, when we said, what are your initial thoughts? What do you think this class should do? I said, I want it to be combat tricks. I want to be like quickly switching into an animal form to deal with the situation and then switch it back. And this is exactly what that does. It now fits the fantasy for what I think this should do. And it's mechanically more powerful. It's mechanically actually probably very powerful looking at it. Kind of ironically, the reason the original shifter was so bad is because they wanted to be an easy to play beginner type class. And I think this is way easier to play. The <laughs> aspects and chimeric aspects and changing your stats made the majority of the complication of this class. And now I can just pick reactive forms and they're, they can be in effect all day or they're in effect for a minute and they don't really require any refactoring of my character sheet. It's just, oh, I have energy resistance or, oh, I have a confidence bonus to my saving throws. I love it. I will be absolutely playing it, period. End of story. I think that the reactive aspect in the forms is astonishingly amazing. And it lets you sort of flavor it. Like you were talking about earlier, we had two different ways we thought about the evasive form. I was thinking more ooze. You were thinking more snake. For the, like, the gills, do you actually take on shark aspects or do you just, like, gillman? You know, you can sort of choose these things. I like that a lot. And you actually get wild shape. But that's the one thing here I still, I just want to be able to become an animal and you're still limiting me to, you can do it three times per day or three hours. You know, that little caveat. That's still, like, not enough for me. I would love to be an animal all day if I wanted to be, but like I have to get pretty high level for that. Essentially saying three combats, one hour increments is better than like, you know, 10 round increments or whatever the heck it, or, you know, one round increments because then it's purely for battle. One hour increments, you, your first minute, maybe two will cover the battle. And that gives you a whole nother, you know, rest of the hour to role play as being the animal, but you're still limited enough that you're having to spend it in the one hour increments. So, you know, I, I take a little unction with that still, but it's still as good as it's going to get. Like you said, it was better than Druid, right? So, And actually, uh, what I'm not considering is there was a Rata for the Shifter, so the original Wild Shape actually wasn't as bad as we thought it was. I think they buffed it a little bit, and that unfettered Wild Shape kind of wasn't needed. Yes, it was, because they didn't even have Wild Shape. No, they did. No, they I'm didn't. looking at it right now. I am. That's impossible. <laughs> They, they did an FAQ, they did an errata to the original shifter that actually shored up some of its weaknesses, but I still think that the adapter shifter was a huge boon. Yeah, but wild shape didn't function like druid wild shape. No, it did not. It functioned a little bit 
differently, but something that we really nagged on was the duration, which which yeah, they yeah. change, which they errated to be with the original shifter, uh, a number of hours equal to your shifter level plus your wisdom modifier. Right, 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 right. What I'm saying though is unfettered wild shape is necessary because that allows you to actually wild shape like a druid instead of based on the aspects of the shifter class. Yes. Anyway, I really like it and I'm absolutely going to be playing it. I think it's simple like you said, but everything feels so cool and simultaneously powerful and it allowed you to be able to pick niche options because of the ability to use it when you need it and having a good number to choose from. And I do agree with what you said. I love that they don't really shoehorn you into the flavor. You decide what spiked form looks like for your shifter. You decide what resistant form looks like for your shifter. So though we will probably never get an unchained shifter, this is the closest we will get to that concept. Well, let's let's be careful we don't we don't shoot ourselves in the foot. At the time of this writing, a book hasn't come out that's going to be coming out. Player Companion is coming out called Wilderness Origins, which will most assuredly have stuff out for the shifter. So who knows? Maybe we'll get another cool archetype. I wasn't expecting a cool, you know, creme de la creme shifter archetype out of distant realms. But let me tell you what, it, I'm, I'm with you that it'll have to be pretty darn good to beat this. It doesn't necessarily even have to be another archetype. Maybe we're going to see a snap reaction from Paizo and the negative press that the shifter got that they're going to accidentally make it the most powerful class trying to compensate for that. And they just keep giving it amazing tools. They give it all sorts of items and feats that are normal, that are okay for the shifter, but with the adaptive shifter, it's broken. <laughs> Years from now, everyone's moved on to 2E, except the people that still like to play 1E, and shifter has taken over the meta. Shifter, <laughs> shifter could do any party role. Shifter is the best melee DPS. Shifter is the best range DPS. Shifter is the best healer. What? what? <laughs> shifter could use arcane spellcasting. <laughs> arcane form what's happening that was the adaptive shifter thank you all for listening class is dismissed pathfinder academy is part of the trailblazer network for other great rpg podcasts visit our website tblazer.net want to get in touch email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on twitter at tblazernetwork this episode was edited by Devin Tonnell. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening.